At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, party people? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I got Steve Sims here. He is a speaker, coach, podcaster, author, brand designer, creative disruptor. He's actually all that in a bag of chips, right? So I got him here chilling with me today. He got a brand new book out called Go for Stupid, The Art of Achieving Ridiculous Goals. And he teaches you how to ignore what everybody else thinks and go for big, stupid, ridiculous goals. I freaking love that. I cannot wait to pick up this book. Okay, so Steve, I'll be real with you. I didn't know who you were up until recently. Shocking. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then my boy Chris had you on his show, and I said, well, let me listen to the show. Yo, Steve, you drop it like it's hot, right? <laughs> I'm Thanks, so sir. glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I was once I was once deemed, um, I forget what magazine it was. I think it was actually the BBC, said I was the most connected person in the planet that no one had heard of. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. So, Steve, I mean, I know I, I, I had to admit that I didn't hear about you before, but I'm really glad I did now. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about who Steve is. Who is Steve? Ooh, who is he? That's that's an interesting concept. <laughs> so who is he? He's a aggravated five-year-old. Um, <laughs> that's that. Yeah, and I had to think of that on the spot based on the question <laughs> but like all entrepreneurs we're pissed off we're aggravated about something why yeah. does it have to work like that why do i have no job security why am i not getting recognized as these questions come up we mm. realize that we're dysfunctional and we're <laughs> entrepreneurs and we were never born to fit in so right. Right. as a guy as a guy growing up in east london on a building site being told get a job, work your way up, get a pension, and then retire and die. I was like, that doesn't quite sound right. So I went off because I wanted to find 
how I can make money, how I can make impact, how I can have conversations with the people I want to have conversations with. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a 17 year old bricklayer took off and then did up working for the Vatican, Elton John, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, awesome. and some of the biggest events in the planet. And so, bottom line, if it is, without listening to the rest of the podcast, folks, if I can do it, you're already out of excuses. But, but what did you do? Like, uh, you just went there and said, hey, you know, Pope, what's up? And just started working for him. So what yeah. was it that you were doing for all these big guys? Yeah, yo, yo, dude, come here. Um, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. yeah. What's up? Boy, um, <laughs> no, what it was, was, again, like all entrepreneurs, we're pissed off, we find a solution, and then mm-hmm. we sell that solution mm-hmm. for a credit card. That's what we do. <laughs> I wanted to have conversations with affluent people. So in the early stages, I did stockbrokers, yacht charters, jet charters, luxury car sales. And I was terrible at all of those. I ended up working on the door of a nightclub, funny enough, in Hong Kong. And started seeing rich people and entrepreneurs notice the problem they need to solve. Mm. And I noticed that rich people in the club wanted better clubs, better parties, better access. So I started becoming the Google of the nightlife and going, hey, there's a private party. I'll get you in next Tuesday, 500 bucks. And then what I would do is I would contact him afterwards and I'd go, hey, Nina, did you enjoy the party? And they'd be like, yes, Steve, thanks for hooking me up. And I'd be like, let's grab coffee. And then I'd be like, so Nina, you know, how did you get into real estate? How did you get into like, you know, selling cars? How did you own a jet charter company? How did you own, you know, jet? And I... I started interviewing him. Now, here's something you need to be really crystal clear with. I've had access and been involved with every major event in the planet, from the Hong Kong Yacht Show to the Formula One in Monaco, Stard Polo, Grammys, Oscars, any event you can think of in the planet. I've had my fingers in it, but I didn't care. My focus was never in hobnobbing on the red carpet. It was in making you more interesting So I had your attention two days later Mm. to quite simply interview you one-on-one to get the tip bits I needed. So I had a client that wanted to get married in the Vatican by the Pope. I had clients that wanted to go to SpaceX with Elon Musk. I had clients that wanted to go to Sir Elton John's Oscar party. So I ended up working with all of these people to help them out to have those conversations. That's cool. That's a really smart way to look at it, though. I mean, was that something that you, like, grew up with seeing uh, like entrepreneurship around your family or something and you just like pick that up or was that something that your brain just worked no no i it's again entrepreneurs were just born that way yeah. um and in fact sadly my entire family couldn't be further away from being an entrepreneur if they tried even mm, though they owned too. their own business mm. uh in fact when i left the building business um to go off and find my own path my mom openly hated me for it. She said, you're mm. turning your back on our business. And I'm like, this isn't a business. You know, I want to be, I want to be able to do something. And we were never right after that. So it was that curiosity. It was mm-hmm, that curiosity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was that aggravation that said, hang on a minute. And I still have it. That's why you asked me at the beginning, who am I? And I said, I'm an aggravated five-year-old. I'm still aggravated. You know, how do people do that? How do you get on that? How do you get behind that? Why do you do that? And it's mm. that aggravation 
that enables me to have the conversations with the people I want to, to ask the questions I want answered. Right. Right. What makes you want that freaking answer though? I know you're aggravated five-year-olds, right? But I mean, it's deeper than that. A friend of mine once summed it up best, a, a fella called Joe Polish. He said, the definition of hell is to meet the man or woman you could have been. Oh, that's good. Now, I was a bricklayer from East mm. London, so now I'm living just outside of Malibu up in the hills. If you picture postcard me, I'm all right. You know, I'm okay. I'm not worrying about my mortgage. Right. But what if I stopped taking those chances? Where mm. can I go? Now, you could call it an addiction. It's like someone that's constantly winning at cards and won't stop. You know, right, me, right. I want to grow. I want to try new things. I want to speak on stages. I want to launch a new book. I want to reach people and actually get them to impact. And my goal now, talking about stupid goals, I want to change the way we frame fear and change the way we communicate with people. Mm -hmm. That's my stupid goal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. what I'm going for. Will I achieve it? Fuck yes. Yeah, I love that. You know what? There's a lot of stupid shit in the world, though, Steve. Yes. You're going to have to go through some, you got to go through some, some real shenanigans to get to the answers that you're looking for, right? Yeah, you conversations. will. You yeah. will. But, you know, we tend to, the downside is, let's address that for a start. We want to do amazing things. We all mm -hmm. are dreamers. We all dream of these amazing things. And then who's the person that says that we can't achieve them? We, Who's the us? Bingo! It's mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. We're the idiots. We sit there and go, "I want a house on the hills of Malibu, and I want twenty million dollars in the bank." But I could never do that. Where would I right. start? I, right. We are our worst enemies, right. and our right. second worst enemies are the people we listen to. How right. many times have you had an idea, and you've gone into an environment, and the person giving you advice? on your new idea has no intelligence or credibility in that realm. Right. And the following day is probably serving you coffee on the drive-thru. But people listen. So we listen in the wrong area. So if you start really focusing on where you accept the noise, where you accept the comments, and I'm not on about the haters. A friend of mine once said that, um, most people that, that, that shoot hate at him can't afford him. So mm -hmm. I don't hear them, you know? Mm. And, and that's the same here. We listen to too many people yeah. that don't matter. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, an aggravated five-year-old sounds to me like, uh, when I think about like maybe my grandson or something, they don't take no for an answer either, Steve, yep. right? Then so they just keep going for the shit and keep going and keep going and keep going. And there's no stopping, right? So- is there a, is there a, a, an, 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 I arrived to Steve? Like, do you ever feel like you arrived to anything or is this like a lifetime go until you're in the deathbed coughing up going, <laughs> but why did you become um, a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am the eternal, I'm addicted to curiosity. So That's I do awesome. have probably an unhealthy relationship with curiosity. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But and I don't know if it's because of my later years. I know I probably squandered my 30s and maybe some of my 40s. But I know as of the middle 40s, I take a breath. 
So whenever I'm doing something at the Monaco Grand Prix, I take your breath and just look around. You know, that's and I good. go, that's, that's good. pretty good. I'll tell you one thing. I'll, can I give you a little story? Are we okay? Oh, please, please. So <laughs> I had a guy that wanted to have a dining experience in Florence. And I have never accepted what people ask me. I have always taken the request, and whether it's my coaching now within people's businesses or it's my old concierge days, I would always go, okay, how can we make this request stupid? What's the daftest thing we can do with this request? And that's that. what we used to say. So when the book came out and we were looking for a title, go for stupid was just bloody obvious because right. we had been using it forever. Right. And so he wanted a dining experience. I closed down the Accademia de Galleria, which is the famous wow. museum in Florence mm -hmm. that houses Michelangelo's David. I set up a table of six at the feet of Michelangelo's David. My client comes into his own museum at nine o'clock at night and has this amazing meal with this amazing view and a string quartet. Wow. As the pastor was delivered for him for his main course, I approached him and I said, I've got a local singer. May I bring them in to serenade you while you eat your pasta? And he went, certainly. I brought in Andrea Bocelli to serenade him. What? So that's the kind of shit that oh I did. God. But here's, here's the thing. <laughs> in the evening at seven o'clock at night, we were all sitting on a plinth. Me, Andrea Bocelli and Veronica Bocelli. And Andrea Bocelli just suddenly starts going, whoa, 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 just starts warbling. And so I sat next to him. Again, remember, I'm five years old. Right, right. <laughs> so right. he starts wobbling. So I went, whoa, 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 whoa. And I start doing the same. He speaks to Veronica in Italian. Veronica looks at me and she says, what are you doing? I said, a duet. When am <laughs> I ever going to get the chance to do a duet? <laughs> With Andrea Bocelli. I freaking and that was love it. that. So I, I, always, I always try to catch the moment. You know, I always try to Kodak moment it. I want to preserve. I'm all about, so I'm so all about stop and smell the roses right. and rejoice of where you are. Right. But there's a time to kind of like pull over and see the scenery. Mm -hmm. And then there's a time to get back in there and mm -hmm. full throttle it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I love about that, Steve, is that it makes me think about your personality, right? With these people who have all of this money or have all of these toys or have whatever it is they're doing. And yet you don't care about that shit, right? You still like, you're freaking doing a duet with Andrea Vitelli in the back of the just <laughs> because you felt, you felt like it. But the thing is, is like to go there, right? To like, not, not that, oh wait, I can't speak like that because they're this, or I can't act that way because they're this. You don't, you don't strike me as the guy who worries about that. You strike me as the guy who wants to freaking find out anyway, in spite of what you're going to look like. Is, is there, am, I, am I wrong yeah. on that? No, you're totally right. And this is, this is going to help a lot of people out there that have visual issues. Okay. We're all in a world now where we, we gain credibility by somebody else's eyeballs. How do I look? How do I sound? Am I leaning up against the right car? Am I sexy enough? Am I showing too much cleavage? Not enough cleavage. All of this shit goes through your head. It's not important. Right. People need to understand, can you solve my problem? Right. That's right, all they right, care right, about. Right. Do you have the solution to my pain? And when you do, no one gives a shit what you look like. I don't have a car. I, I don't have a car. 
I ride motorcycles absolutely everywhere. And I even when I go to another country, because I'm so well known in the motorcycle world, I get people to lend me motorcycles. That's awesome. So I turn up literally at palaces, penthouses, mansions, on a motorbike, throw the crash helmet on the desk and go, right, what do we need to be focusing on? Right, right, right. And you're not there to date me. You're not there to, to, you know, snuggle up and tinder me. You're there for me to solve your problem. I freaking love that though. And and I, you know, I, I, I have friends who are like billionaires. Okay, great. They're fine, whatever. But I never talk to them like other people when they talk. I, I noticed that when others get around them, sometimes they get nervous or they, you know, they don't know how to act me. I'm like, I'm Puerto Rican. You're going to know. I'm just going to say what's on my mind. You know what I'm saying? I just, I am who I am. That's why I love the curiosity part in you. And I think people honor and respect that more too, because you're not coming to them facetiously. It's not full of shit. This is, this is what it is. This is, I'm a guy riding a motorcycle. If it's too loud for your little neighborhood, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? I freaking love that. So what do you do with these businesses? Because I heard you say that you coach people in their businesses. What are you doing there? So five years ago, I got approached to write a book um, on, well, first of all, they asked me to name all the famous and powerful people that I dealt with and the stories of what I did. And I said, no, because if I started naming names, I'd be dead before cocktail hour. Right. And so then they came back to me and they went, well, hang on a minute. How's a bricklayer from East London working with the Vatican, SpaceX, you know, some of the biggest events in the planet? How is that even possible? That's awesome. And we wrote that book. And here's the funny thing. I got paid a stupid amount of money to write that book. And this is why that number is important. When you get paid so much money to write a book, Mm -hmm. I apologize to the publishers that paid me for the next statement, but you don't care about selling it as much as you care about it being an accurate representation to what you think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. when you write a book and you've paid for it, it's self-published, you're paying for the marketing, what's the one thing in your head? I need to sell copies. Yeah. I need to get my money back. Mm-hmm. But if you've just got paid, you go, shit, I'm going to write the book and I'm going to tell people, screw that, do that, pump that, get that. And so <laughs> I wrote that book. And it was so simply stupid on how I connected with people, how I manage relationships, how I, I grow, how to be. I honestly thought no one would buy it. Right. I, I thought, yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> you were just being real. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took off. It took off. I, it of became a bestseller all over the planet. And then all of a sudden I was getting major companies going, come in and train my workforce. And then I was getting entrepreneurs going, mm. how do I scale my business? So mm. we work with solopreneurs, small businesses to major fortune. Latest one was a Fortune 500 cosmetic company. So mm-hmm. we work with a whole group of different brands to help market, brand, get that tonality gotcha. out there, get that voice. And as, as I said to you earlier, I'm speaking on a ton of stages all over the planet about marketing, branding, mindset, positivity, reframing fear. And of course, Mm. at the same time, pushing the crap out of this book. Right, right, right. I know. And this this book, I'm, I'm, I mean, when we're done here, I just have to pick up this damn book, right? Because it just feels too simple. And that's the thing, right, Steve? I think that we overcomplicate things as it is. We all freaking do it. Like, it's so annoying, you know? (laughs) 
I'm like about to launch, relaunch my my women's business thing, and I and I've had to like redo it three times because my dumb ass keeps going back to oh well, maybe I shouldn't say maybe I should do that. And now you're telling me you know what? Go for stupid. Go there. <laughs> do one. Do one shoot and done. You know, don't yeah, yeah. never apologize yeah. for being you. Right. Right. Oh, freaking man. I love this shit. Okay. So now that you're doing your coaching, you got your book coming out, which is, uh, it, it's out already, right? Go for stupid is out. 18th, 18th of October. Okay. It's on Amazon and it's also on, if you look up Steve D Sims, you'll find me and you'll find out when it's available and where it's available. So this book is just teaching people how to do ridiculous, like how to have ridiculous goals. Is that what the, the, um, the gist of the book is? Uh, it's got some stories about the kind of weird and wacky shit that I've been up to, mm -hmm. how I got it and what you need to do in order to be able to do the same. So I didn't want to write a book that was all kind of, Hey, look at me. I'm lovely and wonderful. I wanted <laughs> to write a book that says, Hey, this is how you can up your standards. This is how you can learn how to communicate with people. Okay. This is how you can learn to support people for the benefit of both of you. So it's very much a tactical book to basically get an advantage in a very noisy, negative yeah. market. And that's good. That's a good mm -hmm. thing. They always mm -hmm. say that great sailors are born from rough seas. Right. Now is a beautiful time for you to get a, be a better head of the curve. It's a beautiful time. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it's probably the best time, too, to really think about working with somebody like you, too, Steve, because like you just said, there is a lot out there. Right. So there's a lot of shit coming at you all the time oh, yeah. and all you time. end up losing your identity. You don't know who you are because this person told you to do it like this. This person told yep. you to do it like this. How do you get to the bottom of that shit? Like how do well, when you have your your person with you or you're dealing with your person, you're coaching. How do you cut through that crap? Do you know, the funny thing is, and it, it, it's not even sometimes, it's pretty much every time. Every time we take on a new client, the first thing we do is deconstruct all the confusing shit mm -hmm, that they've mm -hmm. built over the past 5, mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20 years. Because you say to yourself, oh, if I'm going to be a business, I've got to look a certain way. I've right. got to sound a certain way. Who says that? Who tells right. you you have to? Here's the bottom line. I'll give you an example, Nina. Have you got kids? Yes. Have you, are, are you married? You're in a relationship? Yes, I'm in a married 25 years and my kids are all Congratulations, adults. Congratulations, lady. Thank you. Um, have you got any dogs and cats in your house? Three dogs, three cats. Right, good. So <laughs> you've got a busy house. Mm -hmm. At one o'clock in the morning, I knock on your door. I wake up the kids. I wake up your partner. I wake up the dogs. It's mayhem in there. You right. come to the door... And I'm stood at the door with a motorcycle helmet in my hand. And you are thinking, what the hell are you doing? Right. You are angry. You are very annoyed. And then I say to you, Nina, I'm sorry for waking you up at one o'clock in the morning. But I'm having coffee around the corner with Elon Musk and Richard Branson. And we got a spare chair. Wondered if you wanted to join us. Uh, yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> when I'm the solution to your problem, everything right. else goes away. And oh, you, that's good. Steve. That's all you've ever got to think about. Oh, Fuck what you look like, what you sound like, what you're wearing. Good. You show up with someone's solution and they want you, regardless of the fact that you've that's just set a good. wall off in the house at one o'clock in the morning. Good. That's good. You go ahead with your bad self. That's really good. Because you know what? It's something that I think all of us that are trying to get into this 
space for real, for real, right? To like really help people and impact them. We have to unpack ourselves because we are just full of shit that we're learning, right? From our careers and doing everything a certain way. And now you sound to me like you weren't really an, um, uh, an employee for a very long time. It sounds like you've been an entrepreneur most of your life. Am I right? Yeah, because I got fired for more jobs than I could probably even recall. Um, and that curiosity just, I kept right. on learning how bad I was at so many different occupations. That was my education. And we That's always awesome. laughed. We always laughed because I got kicked out of school at the age of 15. Um, and I think it was about seven, eight years ago that I actually lectured at Harvard two years wow. running. Wow. That is but hilarious. You know, that, that, that is hilarious. And it says a lot, right? Because you, like you said, the, the one voice that's always telling us no is us, right? Because when people uh, hear that, they can't even combat that. You don't have that you know, Harvard education, if you will. You really just kind of did the work. You solved the problem mm-hmm. and people just don't give a shit what your certificates are behind your name. They really don't, right? Yep. Because I've people who have helped me. Street. Right, right. That's the best MBA to get, my brother. That's the best one to get. Steve, you are super fun to talk to, bro. I can keep you on here all day. We're not going to do it because I'm you know, I'm married. I can't be falling in love. All right? So, <laughs> no. Nah. But, Steve, this was really great. I know. Oh, wait, before you go, though, I do want to know the name of your podcast because it says you're a podcaster. Yes, I've got a podcast called The Art of Making Things Happen. Um, but, again, of just course. hit up stevedsims.com. And you'll yeah. see everything on there about everything I get up to. That's so freaking. This was such a great conversation. Thank you for spending this time with me. I know you're tired. I'm going to let you go to sleep. But thank you so much, Steve. And, you know, I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a real pleasure. Thanks for being you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much. And guys, you heard. You, uh, I really like this guy. So make sure you go on there and. Follow him. I'm going to link all of his stuff below because he is a straight shooter. And like you guys know, I'm a straight talker. I love straight talkers. This is how I roll. I'm picking up this book and your ass better pick it up too. Thank you guys for being here. Go for stupid. This is Nina Perez. Straight talk. No sugar added. Until next time. Ah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.